Greetings from Podcastville. Welcome to the What is Growing Up podcast, the podcast that helps explain what growing up really is. What is it like to learn to adult? Through stories, mistakes, you'll learn exactly what adulting is all about. Hello and welcome to What is Growing Up. Thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Owen. Just a quick reminder, you can always find our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you feel like finding your podcast. We will be there for you. On today's episode, we we explore and talk about uh, careers, first jobs, or first office jobs, first big boy, big girl job, what, what that's sort of like, moving out of the retail world, the minimum wage world, and how do you deal with all the worries, the imposter syndrome that comes with it? I remember when I got my first office job. I was working for the government and I was, I had such a big sense of imposter syndrome. Just every day I'd go to work and it's like, is this really it? This is all I have to do. I really thought there was supposed there was, this was supposed to be much more important or feel much more important. And it really messed me up for a while. And I imagine a lot of other people go through the same, th- same sort of thing. So on today's episode, we'll definitely be exploring some imposter syndrome and just how, how different is it from working in the retail world? And on today's episode, we have a great guest to talk about it. Aurora Inose, a social worker for the National Association of Friendship Centers and a Carleton graduate, will be joining us. You won't want to miss it. So I'll, I'll quit rambling and we'll get right to it. Thanks, Aurora, for being here today on the What is Growing Up podcast. Uh, just to get going, could I uh, get you to introduce yourself, explain a little bit who you are, what you work, or where you work? Yeah, um, my name is Aurora Amanika Inose. Um, I currently work at the National Association of Friendship Centers, and I've been there about six, seven months now. Nice, nice. And where'd you go to school? Um, Carleton University, and I studied social work, and I got a minor in Indigenous Studies. Um, so I guess I'll just kind of jump right into it. You said you work for the National Association of Friendship. What are the, What is the National Association of Friendship? What do they do? Um, So basically across Canada, um, there are friendship centers um, in a lot of urban areas. And basically what they do is they provide services for a lot of urban and indigenous people, ranging from elders, youth, adults, babies. And it just provides like culturally relevant programming and just like a community that they can go to. Right now I work with our indigenous youth council. So I hold the youth file at my job. And that's a lot of fun. So I do, I do right now, I do a lot of work surrounding youth and youth programming. Okay. So what, yeah, what does the youth file entail? <laughs> you know, we're kind of like, you're at the NAFC and you kind of help out everywhere. Um, but right now, I guess a little bit of our focus is on creating our leadership curriculum, which okay. is a programming that we just recently did. Like we did our first launch in April and May. So basically what we did is we called a bunch of youth, um, like a call out was like, let us train you on like this curriculum and then in two weeks, we're going to bring you guys back. And then your guys are going to be the trainers and you're going to train youth. So it was really cool. It's called Train the Trainer. Um, and it was just like a bunch of, just a bunch of different modules ranging from like leadership to teamwork, to communication, to finances, to how to create a network. Was this always a job or kind of a field you wanted to end up in? Like how long have you known about uh, wanting to get into this this field? I don't know. I guess it wasn't where I saw myself going originally when I got out of school, Um, I kind of figured I'd be doing more so frontline work, but I saw this job and I thought it was really cool. The big pull for me was being able to work with an Indigenous Youth Council, and I find a lot of joy in that. It's not like social work, though, the job that I'm doing. So it's not it's not like heavy, like on my heart or on my spirit. So you say you you were looking more at frontline work originally. 
how'd you manage like the difference between thinking when you're in school like i'm gonna go do frontline work and then getting out of school and now you're not doing frontline work is that like something that's that's difficult a little bit because it's just like what did i go to school for yeah <laughs> i guess that's the one thing is like because i know originally i think i'll get there like i will do frontline work i think part of it when i was because i did a, i did a job interview at wabano um and it was like for like a youth position working with youth who were like aging out of the foster care system and like I think during that interview and just thinking about it because I interviewed for that job and the current my current job at the same time and I think for me being like a young like 23 indigenous woman I didn't really feel like I was ready to actually do frontline work yet like I don't know if I could have like bared that weight yet like being so young and like being a frontline worker in like the social work area career it's just kind of, you know, you can get burned out really easily. Yeah. And I feel like maybe I was just a little bit too young for that at the moment. How did you come across those opportunities? Like when you're in school or when you're young, it's like, all right, I get on Indeed and Loblaws is hiring, Walmart is hiring. Uh, but when you're out of school and you're looking to get into a career, how'd you find the opportunities for those jobs? How'd you open the door? What was your uh, process like? Definitely Indeed, because I did. So when you do a social work um, degree or even like in college when you're doing it, you do a placement. Mm -hmm. So I, sometimes when you're doing a placement, you can also some, like, it doesn't always happen, but sometimes you'll get offered a job like at that agency. So that didn't happen for me. Like I didn't continue on there. So that's when I started looking on indeed, like when I knew my placement was ending, I kind of wanted to work from home a little bit. So I was just like on Google and I found the NAFC. Um, so you mentioned there's differences obviously between frontline or what you expected to do and what you're doing now. What would you say is the biggest difference between what you were doing in school on a day-to-day -day basis versus what you're doing now. Assignments, you know, obviously you're not doing assignments anymore, but what's the biggest difference in that? Because you hear a lot of times people struggle with the transition out of school and into a career. I think it's like the strict hard deadlines Okay. on like things. Like if you're doing like a proposal for a grant or whatever, you know, it's just like it has to be done in a certain time. And I feel like for me, when I was in school, I was like a huge procrastinator. I would wait till like the last second. Mm -hmm. And I swear I'd get like the best mark on something that I waited last second to do. You can't really get away with that when you're working in a real job, especially when you have these deadlines for grants and proposals that are important to programming. You say you're a big procrastinator. How long did it take for when you were, or how long did it take in your job for that to kind of get worked out? Or is it still being worked out? Or what was that kind of like? It's still being worked out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I have a really supportive boss. Nice. Um, and like I, I, like I was just very honest with her. I was like, I need like deadlines because you know when you're in school you kind of have like a lot of specific deadlines mm -hmm. and so for me it was like with the job it was just kind of like this is where the proposal deadline is this is when it has to be submitted so I just had I was just honest with my boss I was like hey I have ADHD as well like I need you to like place like different deadlines in my calendar for me and I'm okay with that and it was just kind of like having that open conversation with my boss because she told me she was like ah, I don't want to feel like I'm micromanaging you so it's good that it's good to know that I'm really thankful because I just have a really great boss. Like for example, um, because I do a lot of meetings and I'm at a lot of youth council meetings, I have to take a lot of minutes. And like I expressed to my boss, I'm like, I don't really know what I'm supposed to be taking notes on. Yeah. Like I never took notes in university because I just, I just write down word for word what the teacher would be saying. And that's not technically how you're supposed to be taking notes. Mm -hmm. And so I told her that I was like, I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing when I, when I'm taking notes. And like right away she was like, she signed me up for um, like a note-taking course at U Ottawa, And at first I was like, a note-taking course? I don't want to do a note-taking course. And then I thought about it and I was like, no, that's my boss, like realizing that there's like a gap there that I need help with. 
and she like was on it she was willing to do it and i just like kind of had to shift my perspective and be like oh do i do this training to like realizing that i have like a really great boss i have a really great work environment and i'm just like really thankful for that what would you say was the biggest thing that you weren't prepared for entering a, a career job um having the right clothes <laughs> really having the right outfit <laughs> yeah i have a lot of ripped jeans and but at the same time you know i, I just kind of go in i wear a nice top have like a pair of ripped jeans it is what it is i'm working on it um i feel like that's just a silly one though um well no no like really like how different is it having like to manage your how people see you every day you can't just show up to lecture in a hoodie and sweats right like you have to actually put some effort into i'm going to meetings or i'm going to present myself like how how hard is that okay so i guess one of my struggles right now is that i'm currently the youngest person at my association mm -hmm. and so i don't know maybe i overthink like the way i dress way too much but when I go into the office, like on just like a normal day, I'm like, I'll wear my ripped jeans, just a nice top, you know, like I think I still look like put together. But if I'm going like on a meeting, like outside of like, like an external meeting or I'm at a different conference, like I, I typically won't do that. I'll probably just throw on a ribbon skirt. And I guess, I guess just dealing with stress. Yeah. How so? Well, I would say like, and I know there are those supports I can reach out to now, but when I was in school and I was feeling stressed, like I could just go to like, like the indigenous counselor mm -hmm. or to like an indigenous student center. But here I'm just like, and I know I could like go on my own, find someone else, but that, I feel like it's harder that way. It's just like yeah. it, the resources aren't right in front of you. So learning how to deal with stress on my own has been like a really big change for me. Mm -hmm. Do you deal with any imposter syndrome being the youngest person the there? Or, and so how do you manage that? Fake it till you make it. That's it? That's the key? Um... I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've been faking it till I make it like all through university. Like I struggled like crazy through mm -hmm. university with like almost getting kicked out of my program and all this. So it's just, I really just fake it till I make it, but I just keep trying. Um, I just keep believing in myself. I did have a talk with like the CEO of my organization, like on my first, like one of my first like major work trip things. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I did, I did, I kind of told her that I was like, I kind of feel like an imposter sometimes, like being the youngest one here. Yeah. I like, I don't like, I just like, I don't know what to say sometimes. Um, I had this conversation with my dad the other day, not the other day, probably like a couple of months ago. And I was like, do I ever stop feeling like a 16 year old? And he told me, no, he was like, I think that kind of like always stays with you. And that was kind of really comforting. Cause I was like, well, my dad's like feeling that way. Like, yeah. You know, like I know that it's okay to feel the way I'm feeling. But I think it's also just kind of, I have to remind myself that this is like my first like big girl job. Mm -hmm. So there are going to be things that I don't know, like proposal writing. I don't, I don't know how to do that to the government. How do you do that? Yeah. I don't know, but I'm learning. And I have a really great boss who's willing to help me learn. And I have my coworker, Leah, who's really great. She's really like helpful. And she's been like a really big like stepping stone in like transitioning from like school to like the adult world into like an adult job. Yeah, so it, it's really just kind of taking everything day by day. Um, just being honest if I don't know something, because I'm really hard on myself. Like if I don't know something, if I don't know how to do it, I usually don't like to ask for help. Yeah. I'll probably cry for a little bit before I do, and I'll get over it. But I think like just dealing with the imposter syndrome is just realizing and not trying to be so hard on myself. It's my first job, and like my job knows this, but they like value me and they yeah. value thoughts that I have and so just getting that reassurance was nice I so, sorry not to catch up but so lots more of that open communication mm -hmm. and I, I'm really lucky because I don't know this is my first experience with a job so I don't know if that's what it's like for other organizations out there but mm -hmm. I'm really thankful 
and it like really does make me feel like I can grow with my organization, which makes me feel really great. How does the day to day of your job that we touched on earlier, how does it differ from the expectations you had going into the job? I guess, again, not being able to work one on one with youth a lot like I was during my university placement. I feel like that's been a big thing doing a lot of admin work. Um, I'm not actually a youth coordinator anymore. I should have said that a while ago. I'm a project coordinator. So that switched like kind of like two months into my job. So that's why I do more so kind of like, and I feel like it makes sense because I feel like if you were a youth coordinator, it's more you are working with the youth. Yeah. You're doing that. You're with them. So I feel like it made sense to switch my pro, my title um, to project coordinator because then I work on all those grants or proposals and all that stuff. Um, but it's fun because I feel like, I feel like previously, I, I had a job at Carleton um, with the student association. It was Mwanda Seg, so it was an mm-hmm. indigenous like run like student like service center, and like putting on like events like that like that was fun. Um, so I, I do enjoy when I get to put on events like with my current job. Like we just had our youth forum in July, and that's like our big like one hit like national event. All the youth come and we vote for our youth council. Like that was fun, and that was like. I could be hands-on with the youth. I can meet so many youth and I enjoyed that, like just being around them. Nice. Well, thank you so much for joining. Thanks. We appreciate your time today. Um, just anything you'd like to plug or shout out or before we had sign off? Nope. No? I think I'm good. Um, <laughs> just support indigenous youth. That's our like motto. Nice. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Aurora. I really appreciate you joining us today on the What Is Growing Up podcast. Thanks for having me. Anytime. <laughs> Well, thanks again, Aurora, for joining us on the What is Growing Up podcast. You know, I really think if I had some of those uh, tips and tricks for dealing with imposter syndrome, like taking it day by day and just kind of reminding yourself uh, that your boss is looking out for you and they're not your enemy, it might have helped me a lot more back in the day. So thanks, Aurora, for sharing your experiences. Um, I really do appreciate it. And once again... You can catch the What Is Growing Up podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, anywhere else you need to find us. Check out Owen Melnick Mello on Instagram for any updates. If you have any questions, maybe you're wondering about something adult-related, you're like, oh my god, the world's scary. Why don't you reach out and ask? I'll see if we can do something for you, get a good guest on to answer any of your questions about adulting. So make sure you check out our podcast, stay tuned for more, and we'll see you in a few weeks. Bye.